0: Hello there, Terry here with another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. In this episode, I have a really great business-minded chat about how to become a TV show director with Mateus Richard Horhager, who is a Filipino-Canadian creator, director, writer, and filmmaker working here in Toronto. He's very well known for his short films with many that have appeared in international festivals, including Extreme Nuts, Balloons, I Hate You Red Light, Ringo, and Kafka's Little Fable. And in 2017, he was invited to pitch one of his original projects called The Distinguished Dinosaurs at the acclaimed Annecy International Animated Film Festival. His professional work on the other hand includes directing the award-winning series Dot, produced by the Jim Henson Company, working with Sesame Workshop as a director on Prankster Planet, and his current role as director and creative producer on Nickelodeon's Blues Clues and You Reboot. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into the chat. So hi Matthias, thanks for coming on the chat, how are you? I'm okay thanks. how are you? I'm okay as well. I'm going on vacation soon to Costa Rica so I'm excited for that. Um, oh wow for yeah for just just a week just at the end of February it's my reading week for school so I've uh, been looking forward to this because school's taken over my life. <laughs> wow. um, Costa Rica sounds amazing. Yeah. It's I've been there once before. It's great. But um, let's talk about you and less about my trip to Costa Rica. Uh, so, you know, I always start these chats off kind of the same and it's it's discovering what the passion is behind the pursuant of why you've been successful in your career. So what's what is the driving force behind what you do, what you do? Uh, uh, driving force. I mean, I uh, usually it starts somewhere in your
1: childhood, <laughs> I, I mean i uh, drive I, I for me it just i always loved cartoons it's very very simple i feel like um, i had some um i, th- I think of it as like a, a fireman you know like uh, little kids introduced to a fire truck and a fireman and they want to be a fireman all their life mm. i was just very lucky that um you know cartoons is introduced to kids and i just sort of like latched onto cartoons and just like fell in love with it you know like so, some people are like oh i want to be a uh, biochemical engineer you know like they never heard of that before but it's like something they discovered eventually at university and they yeah they really latched onto it for me it was it was cartoons and i kind of uh i don't want to say i never looked back because i had a, a couple of detours but but uh for the most part it was something i always 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 loved
0: was there something specific about like you've directed and store you're like a storyteller now is there something specific about cartoons that you latched on to um I don't know. Actually, no one ever asked me that question.
1: I, I, I just always liked it. I mean, like, uh, so growing up, I was, like, a huge Looney Tunes fan and then all those Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it, to me, I just I, – I, I don't know. It sounds really, like, cheesy to say. I always loved the magic of it. But but there was something I, – I always kind of drew. I was really big into, like, comic strips. I think, like, Garfield, for me, drawing-wise, was, like, a, a, a big um, – a big influence I've got like a large extended family and, and it was one of those things where like no one ever knew what to get me but it was like a safe bet to just get me another right. uh, Garfield comic book you know um, but yeah I mean I, I think it's just it's just uh, I'm, I'm bit, I guess the sense of play in cartoons that really like um, really spoke to me.
0: Nice so now that you're you know professionally working in cartoons Is it still that sense of play that keeps you going forward and striving for greater, better things?
1: Um, It's such a weird, because you're talking about motivations and stuff like that. I mean, for me, me, the sense of the sense of play is my favorite thing about it. And uh, I find sometimes when work becomes like work uh, to remind myself that that there's always an opportunity to play um even when it feels like the most uh restrictive possible and I, I feel like that that uh that part excites me and it never feels like work um but in terms of like what motivates me i, I mean I, presently now my my big goal is to like have my own stuff to work on my own stuff right and i mean yeah. i guess i, I guess on a, a, we'll probably talk about that more later but like that like i want to make my my stories and see them on tv and see them in the movie theaters and stuff like that that's that's what really motivates me
0: yeah i think that's that's like a well that's a dream i have as well um and it's something that a lot of people in in this podcast or the creative industry want to do is they want to tell their own unique stories and it's really tough to be because there's there's only so much money to go around in production that can happen so like how do you think you're going to achieve your stories to be told, I guess, in the future? I, I mean, we said we could talk about it later, but maybe we should talk about it now.
1: Um, how do I perceive my story? Um, I mean, okay, one, and I'm a, I'm a big advocate for this, I, I just feel like, uh, uh, you know, if you wanna make stuff, just go ahead and make it. Mm. Um, I don't, I, don't, uh, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people have, uh, so, so I do a lot of shorts, um, and, I, and I, I attempt to pitch a lot of shows um i kind of don't really wait for somebody to give me money to to try to do that i think like um or at least i hope that um uh, after a while of doing it for so long that maybe someone will latch onto an idea and 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 take one of the shorts or one of the pitches that i tried to make and help me expand that into like a longer form type thing um but but uh I mean, how do I, I, I feel like I just keep trying, you know, keep throwing yeah, things at yeah. the wall, seeing if they, if they stick.
0: Um, so th- this, this chat a little bit is reminding me of, I, so in past life I wrote a fantasy novel and Amazing. I did it, I did it in my spare time. Uh, and it was, it started, I was purely like a passion project where I just had fun doing it. And then when I entered the world of uh, trying to get an agent and feedback and editing and stuff like that, I realized very quickly that the publishing world is kind of set up to cater to audiences that are already built. So like a publisher will have already built, maybe they've built a fantasy audience that wants to see something very specific in their fantasy, fantasy, right? And so when I realized that, I realized that what I wrote for myself doesn't really fit that world. And if I wanted to get into that world, I would have to create something for somebody else, essentially. so as you were talking about, you know, throwing stuff at the wall and sticking, but you also have a lot of experience of creating something very specifically for, uh, you know, a, like a, a distributor. How do you think those two worlds can merge together where you're creating something very, I guess, unique and personal to yourself and putting it out there, but you also have the experience of knowing exactly the expectations that of what the audience wants too, right? Like, well, I mean, okay. First
1: of all, I, I'm going to say like I, you, you kind of never know, um, yeah. but about, like what the audience will respond to. I know that like I mean, if we're talking um, like film versus television, like, uh, I mean, film to me is like you, uh, it's like Hollywood Western film is usually like divided up into like genre based stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me rewind a bit. Basically, <laughs> my, my no, no, I, I think the. I think the, 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 there's like this – I want to try to sort of get into, like, the core of your question. I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of like, uh, um, you know, how do you do stuff that's personal, like your own work and versus yeah. commercial work? And I, I think uh, knowing the difference – and there is a big difference is, – is the most important thing. Like, I, I, uh, like, knowing that a commercial work is, is made to be sold. You know, and you have to figure out like you know what genre of fantasy sells. You know, that doesn't mean like your own personal work isn't valid. It is valid, but 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 you're doing it for a different reason. You're not doing it to sell. You know, um, and usually like people who I, I I feel like at least in film, I'm a big film nerd. I read a lot of film books and stuff like that. But like uh, um, people who end up doing that usually like like when when they are off doing their own thing. Um, already have sort of established themselves doing, doing something for somebody else, whether it be commercials or music videos.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, 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 and then they, they, they build up a name for themselves and there's a demand for like a Spike Jones, you know, f- yeah. feature film. And then he's able to do his own thing. Like even like the most like original, I mean, you, like Charlie Kaufman, the writer, screenwriter, his like stuff is so, 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 so unique. But he, he was writing for a long time before we got like, you know, being John Malkovich, which is like so out there and amazing. And there's the same thing for like a lot of like Dan Harmon and and you know like they were working already for a while probably like hating the stuff they were writing for other people dreaming of like hey I'll get to do my own stuff. Right. But like you know eventually someone sort of um I guess uh, you know like sees like hey that guy's a really talented writer and then let's get him to write my thing and then probably like hey you know you've written my thing so great you know what else do you have? You know so it's a, it's just a various stages of like
0: pre-validation. But do you see, do you see sense. that? yeah yeah it does it totally makes sense do you see that kind of in yourself a little bit because you've you know you've been in the industry for quite a while and um you know i mean for the shows you're working on there's like an established i don't know formula is the right word but an established uh way to make the show that you've kind of learned and perfected right and then with your own stuff are you thinking about kind of all the things that you've learned in the audiences that you've created stuff for and how you can do it differently or are you just are you doing it completely on your, like, through your own creative process without putting in that commercial aspect at all? Yeah. I feel like I'm just...
1: All, all, all those words <laughs> sounded, super, it sounded super complicated. I mean, yeah. okay, uh, uh, um, I think it's foolish. I'm not saying one's a fool to do it, but it's it just sort of like foolhardy. How about that? Um, yeah. to, to, to just, like, uh, tackle something that you hope to sell without, without thinking about who's going to buy it, you know? And I, yeah. I think it also, I mean in any type of director too, like it's, it's also uh, very, very um, selfish to be like, I'm just going to make it and my audience will come. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe some brilliant genius can do that, you know, but, but I also think that that's, it's, it's, it's self-indulgent, you know, like you should always be thinking about your audience whether or not like you're trying to stage something for a laugh or to make them cry or to, you know, insight, like excitement or, or or build suspense. You should always be thinking about your audience, and that goes the same even more so for the business aspect of it. Like you 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 want to sell a show. Like I, I'm, yeah, I I've got a horrible example uh, or a great example of a horrible thing. Um, that that uh, I went t- to. So I saw me and a partner. sort um, uh, sorry, creative partner. His name is um, uh, Juan Manuel Orvina. He opened up his own studio recently called Venturia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth checking out in Colombia but he, he and I came up with an idea and we were just like in animation school and we would like jam and like what about this, what about this and uh, we came up with this idea called like Distinguished Dinosaurs on a Quest to Fulfill a Promise, super long title part of its quirkiness but it was basically like, um, I'll, I'll do like the quick super fast pitch but basically it was like um, some, some rich old guy set in the 1930s, like, 40s, some rich old guy hates the rest of the world he buys some crazy island not crazy island some remote island and on that island is dinosaurs so like we've seen that before it's like you know mysterious island or, or some jules verne mm-hmm. story um but then he finds these dinosaurs and the twist that we put on it was like sort of he basically educates these dinosaurs and they become like british english gentlemen and then when he dies he leaves them he leaves them all his money so now these are like rich gentleman dinosaurs <laughs> And asks them to like, hey, can you do this last thing for me, which is deliver a letter to the only woman he ever loved? That like, you know, it's 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 got like all those like benchmarks for those type mm. of movies. And then because it was sort of like uh, all of our favorite things, like we were making stuff for us. What what did we think was amazing, you know? Mm. And it was yeah. like Indiana Jones um, meets Jurassic Park by way of Tintin. You know, like it was like it was uh, you know, we had like a it was a lot of like dark shadows in the drawings, very illustrative. We were, like, really into Mike Mignola around that time, the guy who did Hellboy. So so we, we made this thing uh, on the side, like, we were working our, our full-time job, but we would work re- evenings and weekends, and it's, like, and it sounds daunting, but we, we worked on this thing for, like, six years, seven years, you know? And uh, yeah. what the thing was, was, like, this Bible, you know, um, the concept of the show, and then we did, like, a two-minute prologue to the whole thing. And, um... You know, we submitted it to uh, um, Annecy as for part of their MIFA thing. They do this thing called MIFA pitches, which is sort of like you go in and you pitch and hopefully like they, they'll pair you up with buyers and distributors. And, you know, a lot of projects have started out that way. Um, so, so huge victory, right? We, we get invited to MIFA to do this big pitch. Um, a lot of people really responded well to us. We thought we were doing really well, but... but but I think one of the executives who were there is one of the judges who who really thought our work was great. In terms of, like, the quality of it, was like, no one's going to make this. It has, like, Nazis and it has guns, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And, I, I, and, and uh, um, I don't know, because that was the Indiana Jones element for it, right? Like, it was, like, guns, okay, that's cool. And then, like, Nazis, because it was 1940s, That we had this, like, uh, running storyline about the antagonists of, like, you know, like uh, Hitler had like a, uh, uh, he really wanted to have these dinosaurs part of his army. So he's chasing them around the, the,
0: you know, the world.
1: Um, and then, and then like, honestly, a month ago, I was like digging through some of my, I don't know, art books or whatever. And I, I had, uh, are you familiar with the Tin Man? Like the, those artists, they do super science friends?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been on this podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Brett's a good friend. Yeah, and um, and Morgan, I love them both. Um, but but uh, I'm looking at his art of book for his Kickstarter for Super Science Friends, and he's got this story about he came up with a pitch. Morgan was his his business partner was in the states. He stayed up all night, did all these drawings, came up with his pitch. Supposedly, like text message or, or emailed Morgan while she was at Cartoon Network. I might have got the wrong like network. Pro- it might have been Nickelodeon, but anyhow, she was there. He was like, "Stop the presses! We're gonna go with this project instead." It was Super Science Friends, and in that like one whatever, let's say forty-eight hour turnaround, they learned that like no one's gonna greenlight a show with guns, and no one's gonna greenlight a show with Nazis, right? Right. But it took us eight years and like all this like you know I can't tell you how many countless hours and then our friends' hours who dedicated, you know, their time to help us produce it, um, to learn that like that would never sell, you know? So we made this project for ourselves, and I I like pulling it out, sharing it with people. But no one's ever yeah, going
0: to make it, you know? Yeah. Well, a, Super Science Friends is is made, but they're doing that kind of on their own terms and, like, with the... the yeah, yeah. Or whatever, right? So... And times are changing. But, yeah, I totally agree. Like, uh, I can't imagine seeing Nazis and guns on a TV screen for kids, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't guess... just for kids. It was, like, a family. It was, like, a... Uh, here's
1: here's the thing. So, we, the, the, what, one of the things that MIFA does... And I apologize for how long that story
0: was, but it, that's <laughs> I just, no, it's entertaining. I want to know um, more about these British rich dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: I'll send you the link. The, 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 you'll be with, one of the few people who get to see it. But, um, I would love, but, to see uh, it. uh, uh, so, so yeah. So, so one of the things they partner you up with like a mentor while you're there mm. and I don't remember the guy's name, but he was like, awesome. He, he worked for Sony and he was like a development exec at Sony. And he was just sort of like, you know, we would pitch him and then he would give us pointers and what to do and, you know, one of the very first questions beyond like the small talk of like, how are you? You know, where are you from? Um, uh, was sort of, who's this for? Like, what, what is the demo for it, target demographic? And, and we were like family, and, and, and he was like, no, family family is a feature film demographic, you know? In TV, yeah. it's, it's divided up into like, you know, three to five, five to eight, you know, like uh, six to 11, you know, young adult, and then it goes to prime time. You know, and 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 it, it, they kind of coincide with like where they land on television. Who um, that? I mean, this it's, it's all changing because of Netflix. But I think like historically, yeah. it was sort of like these um, these divisions of age directly relate to who the advertisers at the television station are 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 selling that time to. You know, like you wouldn't sell like Fisher Price toys when you're doing 8 to 12, you know, 8 to 12 yeah, yeah. comedy, right? And, and and that was like a big, huge, and I had been in animation already, or at least in their industry, already for a very long time. But it never occurred to me, it was like, wow, it's really about the business. You know, I'm like, I mean, and not just about the business. I think that's what makes, makes it fun. But like, I think it's, again, foolhardy to, to, to forget about it
0: yeah well i I, so when i from my business experience we used to when my one company i was involved in kind of the commercial uh aspect of it and we would we would buy research from like nielsen tv and be like okay here are the shows that moms between the ages of 30 and 50 watch and it would be like the view ellen etc and we would specifically advertise on those on channels that had those shows on it at certain times like it's the whole like everything in TV is just set up to make money, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but the thing is, like you heard that, like you say that, like yeah. oh yeah, we we got a third party company to do research, so that we could sell our ads. But I kind of like it never really, it never. I mean, maybe I'm just like very slow, but it never really clicked in relation to what I was trying to do. Right? Like, I. But I, I think no, that. But I
0: think. Sorry, what I was trying to get across with my really long convoluted question is, we're kind of there's kind of this story that is told somehow. I don't know who's telling it, but it's like, I believe it. Everybody else believes it. It's like, if you do your best work and you be creative, yours, you know, you'll be successful down the road eventually. And it's like, but you need more than just your own inspiration. You need to find, you know, the sweet spot between uh, maybe it is sometimes your own inspiration, but most of the time it's that sweet spot between business and Creativity and like, set, like your market tar- target sure. demographic and all those things, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like if you like to watch, like, I mean, people, I just came back from kids screen and, 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 like, you know, like you hope people are, are, are making decisions for the, what's the best creative, but you know that there are people out there who are like, what's the easiest sell. And I, I'm not like, I, I'm not saying you should like lead with one foot over the other. I, I just feel like, like, look, okay. All of us is like artists. You, you need to get good. Right. Some people are just like born good and they're like, wow, that guy came into school and he was the best artist, you know, and some people have to like work their asses off and most people have to work their asses off to become a talented artist. So like doing your own work is what it's the thing that's going to excite you and keep you motivated. Like, you know, like like uh, I learned so much from from working on my own shorts that help inform my day job, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and. um. Uh, none of the shorts like you know tr- like you know turned over any money but but it gave me the confidence to like hey I uh, uh, uh this is what I make and and sort of have the sort of resolve to make certain calls um because I sort of did that in a micro level with my my short film you know
0: <laughs> yeah and,
1: and uh and I think like you know for the for the and I go to Sheridan for that Sheridan artist who's like working on like, do they want to make a commercial toy TV show when they're working on their, um, you know, third year, whatever, fourth year thesis film? Or do they want to work on something that, like, they love? They, they should work on something they love, you know? Like, yeah. yeah but,
0: yeah. Is that make me sense? I'm just rambling. No, I think that, no, it's a good chat, because... Uh, <laughs> I'm just, like, am, I'm, I'm
1: filling, filling in your minutes now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have uh, 10 more minutes to fill. What can we say? Amazing, amazing. So... So, okay, so let me, maybe this is a different type of question, but why are you pursuing to make your own show eventually? Like, is there something you don't feel fulfilled in personally with work or is it just like, you know, you always have that dream to do your own thing? Uh,
1: I, I think I have my, my, my dream to do my own thing, you know, like, I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I think it's that. I think it's, it's what motivates me. Like I, I, wanna, I want to. I want to. I think about this all the time. About um. So I used to hate hearing, hearing this. So primarily the work I do, uh, like you know, that pays me is, is preschool work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I think that just just virtue of the fact that like there was a lot of preschool work when there was opportunity for me to like grow, there was a lot of preschool work around. Um, and then I've sort of built a a CV that sort of like. You know, he's a solid preschool guy, and I I don't like those labels in terms of because it's so limiting and it puts you in this box. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think I just lost track of what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, um refresh my memory. Where were we going? I was talking about preschool. <laughs> Trying to do preschool. Yeah. Um,
0: what is what is what are you striving for to tell with your own stories, versus um? And then you started talking about how you started growing in preschool when there was opportunity there.
1: Oh, for te- okay. So, for telling your own stories, so, so a, b- a big thing for me was here, 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 here. I found it again. Thank you very much, Terry. <laughs> um. Uh, so, so a um. A thing for me was sort of like, uh, I never really wanted to work in preschool. When I graduated, I wanted to either like you know get a job at Pixar or like work on feature films or like uh, or or work in adult stuff or at least stuff that I I was watching.
2: You
1: know? mm. Um. And then uh uh my i think my my very first like job as on a series was a show called ugly americans for comedy central which is like totally totally aimed at at an adult audience and and it was great and i I was hoping to do more of that um and then a a good friend of mine gave me a job on a show called peg plus cat and at first i was like oh man like uh so i was was a board artist and i was like man i know i wasn't super like thrilled with it um, and then I, 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 you know, I needed the job, I, I needed to get paid, and, and uh, so I took the job. And I, I, for me, it was like a, a uh, I'm always trying to like, I don't know, I, I did a lot of reading about preschool stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just sort of like wrap my head around it. Um, and, and then I thought, this is, now I'm finally going to get back to your original question. I feel like um, if, you, if you could make whatever you want. Right. Like, just say, just say I, I got a job at Pixar and I'm, and I'm making a feature film. The feature film does well. And I win an Oscar. What happens after that? I just do that again.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And and then I do that again. And then it becomes like the, the like it would be fantastic. But it would be basically I'm just doing that um, uh, over and over and over again. Hopefully, if that, if that, that, that would be success. Right, yeah. but then there was this, this other element for preschool that that sort of like if you could do whatever you want, then then comes down to this other question of why do it? And I feel like working in preschool in the right type of show, if you're not just selling toys, is like you know an opportunity to like make the next generation better. You know, like I'm talking about Sesame Street, Blue's Clues, yeah. which I'm on right now. Like a lot of those shows on PBS, you're, you're just you're you're. And, and that that made me like I, I bought into that. I was like, okay, that's cool because like uh, you know te- teachers are awesome because they're you know they're making the world a better place. And, and I don't want to be a teacher, um, and I'm definitely not going to be a brain surgeon. But but in my in my realm in my world of animation, I could get behind the idea of like, hey, I'm making something that like a little kid would watch and would learn, you know? Yeah. And, and I took a, I took a lot of pride in that, and I felt like you know I I threw myself into it, and. um... Yeah, does that make
0: sense? Yeah, no, no <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. And I, I think that's a really good way of approaching things because one of the fears I have is, you know, I'm in school right now and graduation is still a few years away. And I do have fears about what I'm going to do in the industry. Am I going to get a job where I take it because it's work and I'm not so into it? And then how do I find kind of happiness and fulfillment in that role that I take, I guess? So what you're saying is, you know, um y- you were put on a preschool show and at first you were kind of opposed to it it wasn't your thing you maybe wanted to do uh you know a little bit racier stuff with adults or f- family um but you found pride in trying and using preschool shows as a tool to you know, um like make the world a better place and teaching kids who are growing up now uh whatever you were teaching in blue's clues i haven't watched blue's clues in a while to be honest no i mean
1: you no, know, no, but it, I mean, it's the same thing. that It's not the same thing, but it's very similar to a, how it was originally, you know? like, it, I, But yeah, okay. I just mean, like, it wasn't, like, it was the thing that motivated me. We're talking about motivation, right? It yeah. was the thing that sort of, like, oh, wow, because it felt like some of the designs or, or the, the, you know, the because I'm a storyboard artist, I, I really like to move the camera around, you know? It's just, like, something mm-hmm. that, that I'm jazzed about, you know, cool camera angles. It's, it's, it's what I nerd about. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times preschool shows are, are very flat you know uh it's yeah. it, it sort of um it, you know clarity takes precedence over over you know sometimes interesting abstract angles right and nice. and that was one of the things that was hard for me to hard for me to grapple with and i, I was I, I always think of it as like the actual phrase i tell myself in my head is find my way in you know so i started a new project and you know like um you know, it's foolish to think like, yeah, this is su- su- super simple. I got this or, or like, you know, like, uh, there's something you can learn from every experience. Right. So I just need to find what that is because, because with that, it sort of like helps me keep myself motivated and it helps me get engaged. Cause you can like on blues clues. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I love so much about it. Um, but the thing that really, really, really got me excited was, was that, um, uh, was the research portion of it. And, uh, and uh, last year I got the opportunity to like um, the production company flew me to New York and I got to see them test, test one of the episodes. So what they do is they sort of after like a certain, like I think it's second draft um, they do like an illustrated children's book version. And then we went to like a preschool or, and, and we, we were sharing it with the kids and we just saw what information stuck with the kids. And what didn't and and that i mean I, I should like say we haven't really talked about it but i'm also uh, i'm a parent now so that was very important to me yeah and, and uh and uh that's like an experience that i wouldn't get working on um you know an adult comedy that's you that's know really, show
0: yeah that's really cool do they do that for every new episode yep wow yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh is there like yeah, some yeah. school in the states there where the kids are just constantly getting these books or do they test them? It's not just,
1: it's not just one school. It's like, it's like they go to the, I I think, I don't know. Uh, some of them are schools. Some of Mm -hmm. them are daycares and they have a deal with it. And I actually think it it wouldn't work anywhere else, but New York, I think like, um, I mean, uh, Blue's Clues is not Sesame street, but I think there's, there's that like, uh, precursor that Sesame street was doing all this testing. So so when they, like, and, and, and so, um, like I mean, you try doing it in Toronto. Like, hey, I want to make a show. Can I visit your your daycare? You know, because you need all the parents to sign off and say that's yeah. okay. Because we're also like, um, you know, we're watching their reaction. So we're like specifically watching the kids and, um, you know, judging like, you know, what what points do they we lose their attention span? What points do they like? Are they really engaged? You know, what points are like? Are they are, are we losing them not because of um, like I mean, creatively like as an adult and I'm making like, just say I'm, I'm working on a feature film and I think of like testing, it, it just all feels gross to me. <laughs> you know what I mean like market testing and, and all of a sudden, you know, like someone's like, I don't like that character. Like, uh, like if, yeah. if I was, yeah, if I was working on, you know, new Pixar film and we went to go test it, that would feel like weird to me. Um, but like witnessing this makes more sense, you know, because you you kind of want to make sure that the kids are retaining the information. Otherwise, Otherwise, why do it? You know, it had a whole different slant, at least. I mean, maybe if I, if I you know, got a job at Pixar and I'm working in, it, it, you know, the, that market testing thing, I would have a different view of it as well. But that, that to me was super duper cool. Like I, I, I like.
0: So, so yeah. you were working on the show a little bit before you went there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so what I, was I the was most already,
0: surprising thing that you witnessed that that you didn't expect? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like maybe just working or just like when I was in New York. Like, oh, I mean, when, when we you're in New York, it. seeing these kids' reactions, because you've been working on the show for a while, but you haven't, you didn't do, the, you weren't in the process of testing it out. So, what was something that was kind of surprising for you to learn there?
1: Oh, he, he, like kids didn't know what a rake was. Oh, what? <laughs> it was like, a, it was like a, yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like they're, they're, they do Like, I mean, obviously, there were some kids that knew what a rake was, and I can't remember what the the actual purpose, but like, you know, we were raking the leaves or whatever. And like, one of the questions, um, so Blues clue just quickly. It runs this format where, where uh, Blue is a dog, um, like a quadruped dog. Like, you know, um, she's got personality galore, but, but she is a, a, is a dog, and so it doesn't speak. And there's a live-action host, and the live-action host has a, a sort of episodic question, like, what does Blue want to eat today? And I think the episode was, you know, something related to a rake, and it's something that they, ne- they, never, they never knew, you know? Yeah, kids wow. didn't know what a rake was and maybe that's because it's like new york city and yeah, buildings. they're good. not they're not really big but there's like tiny things like that like i remember we had to do a different episode and uh, we were talking about like a circus or a fair and we wanted to do a um a roller coaster it makes perfect sense it's super exciting kids love roller coasters and then it really like i think someone flagged it on research said like well our our target demo can't go on roller coasters yeah right. they can go in the teacups but they can't go on roller coasters and that was something like oh wow like um it does help to know like who your audience is it goes back to that like question you know two on our conversation where like knowing your audience is, is super important that's good practice it's good practice
0: doing this I, I don't know yeah no that makes sense and it, it, it's Almost like you can't assume anything about your audience, really, unless you put. Yourself- no, no,
1: I mean you have to be able to. I, I, think that that's also what experience brings you. You know, like I mean, after a while doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you you make all these calls and sort of like you're you're, it's part of your experience. You know that like, hey, I've done this before and I know this this will work or I know this won't work. You know, or or this wasn't as sticky as it was last time. Let's try to find a way to that to, to make this this idea really come through you know communicate it properly
0: yeah when you're so when you're looking at an episode and there's like a call to make on something for instance like the roller coaster is that is that something that like do you always go back to the target audience or do you bring in research or like other people's opinions to like is this going to work is this not going to work
1: um i mean uh
0: yeah i guess all of the above i mean there's like certain stages
1: where it comes like that that roller coaster example happened early on in scripts you know, mm. and and I think like a, a different younger me would be like, who cares, man? Like, let's put a roller coaster. It's so fun. And yeah. and uh, um, now with kids, so I have a son who's six years old and a daughter who's two. Like that that that's something that they wouldn't even understand. You know? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Like they don't like they. I, I mean like that they, they they see a roller coaster, but the excitement for it, it it's foreign to them. You
0: know? Yeah. Well, you have to take them to Wonderland soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, well, so, there's, there's tiny versions of that all over right where you just like they, like the rake like you're like yeah. what? how could you not know what a rake was but but there were enough kids that didn't that didn't know what a rake was or here's a great here's a better example than the rake because i feel like we could chalk that up to them living in an urban you know city yeah, yeah, center yeah. with a lot of high rises was um one of the things was a craft right like they, they had to do um I think one of the one of the clues was it was a crab and um, people were like, OK, a crab walks sideways. And then they were like, OK, let's get kids to do the crab walk. And then we actually saw kids get into the crab walk because, and we you know, we weren't even there at that point in the story where the live action character got into a crab walk, but they were just excited. Do you remember what the crab walk was when you were a little kid? Yeah,
0: yeah, it was like a it's common like you- gym thing to do.
1: Yeah, it's like you sort of like it's almost like you lean backwards and you put your you put your your hands behind you. It's almost like you turn yourself into a table, right? Yeah. Um, but you can move every way. You can move left, right, forward, backwards because I mean people can move that way. Um, but we were trying to sort of um, express that idea, but crabs only move sideways. So when we got like the the kid in the crab walk position, kids don't really equate. Oh, crabs only move sideways. They just know that crab walk. I guess because teachers teach them all around the world that crab walk. So yeah. that those two didn't didn't gel because like when they got into their crab position, they were moving all around. When uh. we tried to express the crab position, we had to limit it to like because we're we're teaching kids, you know how crabs kind of walk. At least in this scenario, and it was restricted to sideways. Because science, you know, science says that that's how that, that's you know that's how they walk. Yeah. So the, yeah. that that didn't gel. So we needed to think of a different a different uh, way to get the, that idea across. And then we talk the- about like pinchers, you, you know, the pinchers, but lobsters have pinchers. You can't just like, it wasn't a direct jump from pinchers to crab, it could be pinchers to lobsters. So, you know, we were trying to think of a bunch of ways to like, to, uh, to connect those two dots so that it was like very clear and it wasn't um, uh, subject to too much abstraction, you know?
0: yeah it's almost like these problems are so simple that but they have to have like such complex solutions like that's something i would never have thought of with the crab walk
1: um, yeah yeah but i think i mean there, there's like a like here like we're talking about back to the motivation thing there's a pride in getting it right and i don't mean just like oh succeeding and like hey there was a challenge and we did but like um uh ideally we're teaching we're teaching kids the right information right yeah. And, and you know there were so many times like, you know, like you, you thought something happened and then and like when you were a kid, I mean, like you thought it works this way and you're like, oh, wow, I, I never knew it worked that because 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 there was some ambiguity when when you learned that if that makes
0: any sense at all. No, it does. And like I can imagine <laughs> how great it must feel when you see a kid who actually learned something new and you're like, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you like super proud of it. And that, that's all it is. It's like sort of how do you find pride and motivation in what you do, you know?
0: And it's like you really fall into what you're doing and what the purpose of it is for, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I feel like we left, we left animation talk for a while there.
0: Okay, let's get back. Um, one thing I wanted to <laughs> chat about with you, because you have directed shows and you kind of shared your story of um, you, starting off as a storyboard artist, how do you, other than, like, there's a position open for directing, how do you move up the ladder or maybe, you know, Get people to trust that you are the right person for the job when there are many people who could be right for the job. So how do you specifically? Move up to director you just campaign, I guess. I mean,
1: (laughs) so I I, uh, I Guess it it always comes down to uh, the initial person giving you a shot, you know, um, and with that comes I feel like uh, You have to convince that first person to give you a shot, I, I think for, for me, the I guess the way I did it um, was I sort of I was I was making a lot of shorts. Someone mm. reached out. Someone reached out to me. He's now become a really good friend, Mike Valakat. But but prior to that, like he, I didn't, I didn't know him. Uh, I kept sending him my shorts to see if he'd post he, he he ran a site called Canadian Animation Resources. I believe it's called Cartoon North now. He just rebranded. But in, in in those days, it was sort of like I wanted to get my short on Cartoon Brew. Yeah. Canadian Animation Resources. And that was just to get eyeballs. But I just kept like, I kept kind of like, hey, uh, you know, like, would you please post my short, you know? And then, yeah. um, you know, he did. And then, I, you know, a, a few years later, I would do another one. And um, I, I'd always like, you know, like, hey, you posted this thing before in 2014. Would you <laughs> mind posting this one in two You know what I mean? And yeah. so he was like, oh, Yeah. And, and I think I think that was enough. And, and you know, we met we met up at an industry event. And I kind of like, hey, I'm the guy who did those shorts, you know. And he's like, oh, that's very interesting. And, and, th- and then there was a job that came up, and uh, he was looking for a director. And uh, at that point, I was storyboarding for a while, um, and and uh, I sort of that's how I got I got my start. You know, um, okay. that doesn't really help, right? That was just sort of like. <laughs>
0: No, but it, no, it's I mean, it seems like a kind of a random thing. But what you told me is you were putting yourself out there repeatedly, getting in touch with people, networking, showing off your skills. And then when an opportunity came, somebody thought of you. Is yeah, it, I guess, that, I guess, that
1: right? I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would boil it down to that. Like, I mean, I mean, how does that I, I feel like. I'm a big advocate for um, making shorts, if you want to be like a director, yeah. Um, and of any kind television or 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 feature films i feel like uh the gateway entry point is making shorts for
0: sure you, yeah so sorry correct me if i'm wrong but you said he gave you the storyboarding position is that right
2: uh
1: i mean it's, it's a lot more complicated than that but it, oh. the, the so basically the, he tried to put me forward as the director Oh, okay. And then then I think it didn't work in terms of like financing, like you know. So we were negotiating how much I wanted to pay, and then didn't it didn't work out. Um, So then he gave me the storyboard supervisor position. Uh, I was doing that for ten episodes, and then they just like bumped me up to
0: become the director. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So, Uh, um, so your opinion with. cause directing is like something I want to do. It's something I, I feel like a lot of people want to do because there's this, there's this expectation that you get to call the shots and you get more creative control, et cetera. Is that all true? I mean, we've kind of talked about this no. so
1: far. <laughs> it's not, it's not really, it's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I mean like I, I, I think, okay. Um, i've never directed a feature film i would i it would be my dream and hope to to get there one day so i can't speak to, to what it's like there but i think um in television it's not like that at all you know like you're not calling the shots you're 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 what you're doing is like I'm I'm not a sailor, but I, for some reason there's something about me that really likes sailing analogies. You know? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but it's like you're a captain of a ship, right? Somebody else, someone else owns that ship, and someone else sort of like okay's, or or, or, or like sort of um, okay's your your, like you, they know that you're like you're, you know you're leaving England, you know whoever it is. If it's like the, you know like the. Um, I don't even know the names of the I'm talking about like sailing analogies and I'm, I'm, I'm failing at this. <laughs> I know point. nothing about sailing. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I just like this, like this idea. Like, so you're the captain yeah, of the ship, yeah, yeah. which sounds like no, you get I'm to do following. whatever you want. But someone owns that ship and someone has already sort of like um, okayed your actual um, destination, right? So there's like a bigger company that owns like a bunch of ships and says like, yes, you're going from England to New York, right? But while you're on that ship, you, you know what your goal is, but you're sort of like, um in charge of um of of getting us there you know like you you know that like hey if we're running out of fuel you go you have to you have to sort of conserve somewhat or or you're running out of food so like hey everyone you ration out the food and i I think you're making those type of decisions to get you to the finish line to get you to the the desired destination but but that's i mean i i would imagine it's the same thing for feature films too like you know like pete docker pitches yeah. pitches his idea for a film right and then someone higher up at disney says yes i love that idea that's the idea we're making but he he, he, he might be um inspired to like go a complete detour but i'm sure at some point he's got to have to go back and be like hey by the way remember that idea of uh of like monkeys in the jungle it's not going to be up you know, like it's not, it's not gonna, you know, and then they're like, oh, we love it or we don't love it, you know, like, and, and, and I mean, you, you read about that stuff all the time where like something's in development and like, you know, like, um, amazing that like, you know, like Brad Bird's making a new film. And it's not usually Brad Bird, but like some, some yeah. director that you're like down for. He's about, they announce it. He's about to make, or like here, Gendy. Um, I can never say this guy's name properly, but like, you know, again, like, like Samurai Jack and, 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 um, yeah he did all those hotel transylvania and then primal which if you haven't seen primal you should watch it's amazing but like there was a time this this weekend yes yes you should watch it for sure okay fantastic um how's that for a plug
0: (laughs) yeah right (laughs)
1: um uh... too bad this
0: podcast will come out after taffy
1: (laughs) it's okay it's okay but i mean the the people watch it. but but the point is there was something i was drooling over he was about to do a uh, a reboot of Popeye, and there's a test that you can find right, online, yeah. and it's fantastic. It's crazy. Like I, I know the animation community was like heartbroken
0: that they didn't go through. I had Dev artists for Popeye on this podcast, actually, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that we're plugging podcasts. We we'll just plug away. What was his <laughs> name, so that everyone can know to, to find that one?
0: Uh, oh my gosh, it's it's escaped me just at the moment. <laughs> okay, we we can uh, edit that one out. We
1: we We can put the link at the bottom i'm <laughs> um, sorry but <laughs> but the point is like you know even him after all those successes like you know dexter's lab like uh samurai jack all those things he's done before um something happened where where his vision didn't gel with someone you know someone who's paying for his vision and it didn't click you know yeah. um so i mean in terms of like i think because that's a thing for me like uh, there's a lot of uh, recalibrating what managing my expectations of of what I thought a director was and what it actually is, you know? Totally makes um, sense. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's like, oh I mean, I still love it. It's not like, oh guys, it's way worse than, than you know. It just sort of like it's not <laughs> it's not this whole, um, it's my vision and I'm calling the shots. Uh, you're making decisions and hopefully you're making informed decisions. And and I mean this is turning into like a a a, a very business heavy um you know, podcast. That is fine. <laughs> no, no, no but I... Yeah. Yeah. No agenda. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah
1: well,
0: but, oh, well, now we're both trying to talk over each other. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go, you go, please. I was going to ask you, then, where do you spend, uh, like, so... If, if you're on this boat and somebody's paid for the boat and the cargo isn't yours and the destination you didn't choose and you've got this team, et cetera, like where is most of your energy spent uh, or where do you want to spend most of your energy to produce the best product?
1: I mean, I, I think that that depends on every voyage, right? i mean continuing yeah. with the analogy. Like the, yeah. the, there is an ex, uh, like, you know, like you're, you you know, like, you, you know, like if, if a certain episode needs to be boarded many times and you. Focus on the boards, and if, if the boards in the, in the script is really tight, then you like try to plus it with the animation, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and you you're 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 really like, you know, working with it. Like animation, there's like giant teams, you know. So like it, it's 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 ridiculous to think that like oh it's my it's my way. You're just trying to like support your teams, make the best decisions um, sometimes for the creative and sometimes for economic stakes, like for production. Like there's no way we can do this crazy shot because. It's going to, you know, kill one yeah. of your artists or, or, or like, you know, everything is riding on this one shot or this one sequence. And we need to really like simplify up until that point, just so that we can, we, we can really like spend the time that we can, that we need to, to, to make that, that moment really sing. And, and, and I think I, I get jazzed about those kind of decisions. It's fun. Like th- that part is like, is the directing part. Like, you know, like that, that that's the part that, uh, um, but you, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, I think I had that same problem. Like that, you know, you said like you know the word gets around where you get to whoever's telling that story of of yeah. you know, this is what a director is. It's it's not it's not bad at all. I don't want to like you know <laughs> uh, uh, sort of undercut someone's dreams and hopes. But I, I mean, like, yeah, a, a big thing for me here. Here's something that like when I was a board artist, and I think this would help lots of people. A big thing for me um, when I was a board artist working with certain directors, and they would just tell me like, "Oh, it doesn't feel right," you know. Mm. And I I always hated that type of direction because like like what the hell am I supposed to do? Draw until you feel better? Like I mean like a, you know like did you did you have a fight with your wife that day or your husband? And now I gotta draw until you you know like you're in a bad mood. And 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 surprisingly like um, a big part not surprisingly of course absolutely but a big part of directing is being able to articulate why you're making a choice you know and 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 and, and knowing why for what reasons um is how you make the informed decision right so like a, a, like just because it didn't feel right like tell me tell give me some direction
0: you know so so how do you articulate so because a lot of when you experience film or tv shows or whatnot is feelings how do you really get down and articulate what needs to be changed
1: I, and that, that would depend on the scenario right like what
0: the problem is
1: like, you, so you, know, like, I mean,
0: like if you late, watch late, something late, but, and you feel bored where do you start with articulation other than just saying you know i'm i'm bored <laughs>
1: uh okay then why are we bored like you know like that why question is the most important question. Like I mean like just just because I'm the director doesn't mean I have all the answers. Yeah. Right? But like why are we bored right now? Like what is missing here? Why 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 is it falling short from what we were trying to do? Like it might not be in that sequence it might be sequences earlier. Did we not set this up properly? Like if someone's not engaged and you're bored at this moment, it's not probably because of that moment, it's probably because you lost them somewhere earlier, you know? <laughs> um and then and, and it's re- it, that's really specific to that problem. Like it's sort of what I mean is like, and I don't know, like maybe if we if we went back in the animatic to an earlier part, we we didn't really communicate and set up that one moment so that so that they understand or when I say they, the audience doesn't understand the stakes here, or or whatever it is. If it's like you know, it might not be about stakes. It might be about like, oh, we need a ticking clock. You know, all that kind of like um, jargon, filmmaking jargon stuff, like storytelling jargon, but it it. it it's sort of like how do you fight against boredom? Like, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, you, you would hope to catch that. So if it's a boring script, then it's a boring episode. But I mean, I right. would like, say the script the script was engaging, and then when you you moved into your you know making your animatics or your Leica, um, it lost something, right? So you have to be able to sort of identify what that is. And it's not just you; it's like you, you have a team. It's it's, it's extremely collaborative, um, and I and and identifying. That thing is, is uh, I guess, a big part of your job, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like I keep going down rabbit holes here. But you mentioned before you were working on Blue's Clues before you ever went to see the test audience. How did you know yeah. when you were working on an episode if it wouldn't be engaging for that age group? Because there's a big gap between a three-year-old. Oh, no, so,
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I feel like, okay, so um, I'm not going to talk about the age differences, but he <laughs> stopped me at the right no, time. No, no, but but no, no. But I just mean like, um, like because they test every single episode, it was just like, hey. So we would get a report about mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, like sixty-seven of the sixty percent of our audience really was engaged at this moment. Uh, uh, we lost, you know, like, and, and then and then sort of, um, like I said, it was like D two, um, like the second draft when we would get that. So we would have time to change that, you know, change that script. You know, okay. and sometimes so it's like, like, oh, like super... oh wow, this is yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's like Angela Santamuro and um, and uh, uh, Tracy P- uh, like uh, they're 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 created. They they basically originally started that way, hmm. um, in terms of like letting the research and and sort of. I mean, Sesame Street started it, and then they took it, uh, uh, I guess, a step further and, and and started doing it for every episode. Um, but that, that was like their formula. So that's how we work, you know? Like not, uh, not every show is for preschool is tested as much yeah. as Blue School is, but I feel like that's, um, it has a different agenda, right? Like you're, you're trying to, it's not just um, to educate, it's like to, sorry, it's not just to entertain, it's to educate as well. So like that, that's a priority for the show. And that's why um, we do those things, you know?
0: Yeah, also um, probably why it's been around so long
1: yeah i mean it's it definitely like um like part of like the the, the reason for their success is they're, they're they're never forgetting their audience you know and i mean the whole i mean uh, uh, it feels like I'm, I'm a sales i'm a salesperson would you like to buy this episode but but i mean like that goes back to like being a director like you can't just you can't just like hey i'm calling all the shots because i'm feeling it and, and listen that might work like you know you might have a very talented um you know a guy out there who's making his own short film he's calling the shots all the decisions he make really ring you know
2: mm-hmm. and uh
1: um and that he's following his gut the whole time so when uh, when someone he's working with um uh when he says like hey i'm not really feeling this can you go back and do it again that could work, but that that doesn't really like. Is he a good director? Like he's got great, great sensibilities, you know, for sure. But you can't deny that because his gut is telling him what to do. But but, but what happens if he gets a a, a different board artist on his next feature film? You know, that needs more direction. You know, this guy's super talented, but he's not. He just not. He's not in sync with this specific director. Do so you fire that super talented? Um, storyboard artist because like you know in previous storyboard artists that you worked with you were in more in sync no like your job is to give direction you know like you can't like you can't just use abstract like the universe is not is not helping us (laughs) with this sequence right now like i mean are you a good director if you can't communicate what you need i I mean i i i it doesn't mean you can't do it but i i would argue maybe you're not a great director maybe you're a great artist you know Maybe you should just only be doing the films by yourself.
0: So, so that, so what you just said. Maybe you're a great artist. How much art are you doing in a directing role? Like as a storyboarder, you're drawing all the time. But as a director, are you drawing all the time? No, not at all. Not at all. No. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> which is I mean, interesting.
1: Nowhere near, no, nowhere near as much as like uh, other artists. You know, yeah. like, I mean, are there, uh, like the designers are drawing 24, you know, not 24 hours a day, but you know, what I mean, like they're drawing their, their eight hours, you know, yeah. like a lot of a lot of my job is, is sort of um, is reviewing work, noting work. I mean, I do like do like thumbnails and like, like little, little sketches to try to clarify what I'm tr- like, the idea I'm trying to get across. Yeah. But even then, like those drawings aren't they're, they're not like great drawings. They're they're communicative drawings. They're like they're like they're like sketches. And doodles for me to try to communicate with my team
0: so when you when you think back to your childhood when we talked at the beginning where you were doodling and drawing cartoons and stuff uh do you still feel that same sense of play that even though art is somewhat removed from your role that you had when you were i mean it's not it's not okay uh uh,
1: yes it's true i don't draw as much but i i I wouldn't say that art is removed from my role i just is it different it's a different um
0: I'm super judgmental on my questions, eh?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I, I'm not I'm, I just want to like communicate like I I feel like um so so also I should say that like you know the way I work is not the way everybody works, you know? Yeah, some yeah. some directors might work differently and they draw a, a heck of a lot. Um I feel like so for me um when I was here I'm going to go way back, okay? When I was in school the hot job still was to be an animator. Uh it was around when when um when Disney's Tarzan was out, and I, rem- I remember, like, uh, you know, like part of that ad campaign was like uh, Glenn Keen's like life drawing. I mean, it wasn't a real life drawing, but they were trying to sell like gl- a Glenn Keane sketch of of Tarzan, you know, and and, and yeah. that was super exciting because it was like someone's. Um, Someone's actual drawings were on the big screen, you know, and I think like around like just a little bit before that they had a documentary, which if you haven't seen it, it's amazing, called Frank and Ollie, about Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston, the two old like nine old men from Disney. And, you know, th- those guys were like legends and you would see their drawing and they would, you know, like you see some drawings from Milt Call and you're like, oh, my God, that's like the that's the best thing ever. And in and, and, and those days, actually, those guys would take um, presidents over the directors. You know? mm. They were like, I didn't know any of those directors' names, but I, you know, Glenn Keane and, and, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, like th- those, like, uh, th- those were the guys you would nerd about as an animation student. And, and I was super sad because, like, uh, the kind of drawer I was back then was like, I would do doodles of my friends, like, doing crude things to make my other friends laugh, you know, <laughs> like that. That's, <laughs> that's essentially what, what I what would drive me to draw. Um, yeah, that, that, that was the kind of drawings that I did, and I really like drawing, and I think like as a, 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 a whatever, I, I don't know, like a comic strip artist, or, or whatever I was trying to do, I would just do like very fast, very quick drawings that would put my, my good buddy that you could read that it was him in an uncompromising <laughs> position, and, 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 and uh, share it with my friends, and they would all laugh, and that was like, that was... Um, that's what got like, you know, I was like super down for that, was, like making yeah. my friends laugh, entertaining them and like, you know, slightly insulting one of my good buddies at the same time. Um, <laughs> and it turned out it turned out I was like a horrible animator when we got to like when we were we were flipping drawings and I was just like, I, I, it, it really, it really, really shocked me. It was not that, not that I was horrible, that that um, that the thing that I loved so much that I was horrible at, like other people were so much better than me at yeah. animating the sense of timing, the, like the physics of it, it was just like, it, it, I, it all it all got lost. And I, I think like, okay, uh, I remember the teacher says like, maybe you should just be a board artist. And I feel like in those days, the board artists didn't have cachet yet. It was sort of like, okay, all I knew from being a board artist was like, you would draw a thousand drawings and like two of them might end up in the movie and it wouldn't even be your drawing anyhow. It would be someone else's better drawing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it kind of it kind of made me super duper sad. Um, But I feel like uh, I I know for sure, like Toy Story was out already, but I I don't think um, I think we're still doing VHSs and stuff like the the, the whole like big push that like, oh, story is king that 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 Pixar kept selling. And I think like technology sort of um, left storyboarding alone, if that makes any sense. Like You were still storyboarding, you were still drawing. But, like, Flash had just come out, and, and there would be these awesome designers. And I, I never wanted to be a designer, but I, I, you know, I always appreciate design. But there were, like, these fantastic artists who would do, like, rotations. And then that would be put into, like, Flash, and then it would be rigged. And then no one was drawing anymore, and they were just, like, moving around pieces. Oh, it was more akin to, like, stop motion, if you will, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and then, like, all the veteran guys became board artists. So it, it took me a long time to break in. Um, but I kind of was already like studying film and watching a lot of movies, and and like I said, I was a film nerd. I worked Seems at Blockbuster, like press, and... right? yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think it's just like that luck that I was doing storyboards. And I, and I don't want to paint the picture that like you have to be a storyboard artist to become a director, I mm. think it's like a, a very common transition. But the, uh, I've got friends who are like you know, animation directors and became directors, and I, I think you know, like, um. My view of that is like, you know, uh, animation is a huge, huge industry and there's a space for like an art director to become a, a director, you know, and, yeah. and an animation director to become a director and a storyboard director to become the director. And I, I think like, um, you know, storyboard forces you to, to design a little bit, you know, to, to you have to edit now because you know I, generally the expectation from studios is that you're, you're also working out the timing of your jokes. So I feel like that's the clearest, quickest way. Um, but I don't want to give off the impression that it's the only
0: way. Yeah. Well, and I, I really like how your your path kind of changed. It didn't change direction, but it like curved and swayed here and there. You started drawing, you got into animation, then you were a storyboard, now you're directing. Like it, it all lines up from what I can tell, like with the type of person you are and your skills. But from like a outside perspective, it, it seems a little like like interesting and how it converged I guess
1: (laughs) I want to talk about what you're just commented about commented on about my 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 most recent rant and (laughs) and and then maybe I mean it, it kind of aligns with advice I I feel like you just said that like hey it makes sense for my story of like what you know how I became um this person whatever like you know like uh, how yeah. i got to where i am right now and then and then like my background leading up to it i i feel like um i don't want to give up the impression that like you you know like a, a board artist it, it, i feel like everybody like just say terry becomes a uh a director you know and then we're, you know we're interviewing you and you're like hey when i was in the student i you know i like he, he, if you keep pushing to become a director and you you do make it um, your story becomes like how you got there and, and like I think like in hindsight you create a narrative that makes sense you know I did this but yeah. that didn't work so I tried this and I I, I, I really believe that like if, if that's your goal you could make that goal if you just like continue. and it sounds so like after school special stuff but uh, but I, I remember like going to talks and, and seeing people say like oh I drew ever since I was a kid and then like they would show a slide of Of their drawing when they were three years old and 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 uh you know like i I remember being with a friend he's like dude i didn't start drawing until i was like in high school um and he was a fantastic artist but like you know there's that element of like oh man like i'm not maybe i'm not meant to be a director i I feel like uh your past experience always informs you know the the person you become and and like that that uh you know i don't think there's one way to do it what I'm, no, I'm happy for, you, a, for a very long.
0: Yeah, I'm no, I'm happy. Really said weird. that I used to, I used to just read Wikipedia articles. I think I mentioned this in another podcast um, of famous directors and artists and animators that I really admired, and I would read their growing up years section and be like, oh well, I didn't go to that school, and oh well, I didn't work for this company, and you know, I didn't start doing this until later, so uh, I'm either behind or I can't achieve the same things as them. And it wasn't until. I really started to take my own passion seriously that I, I kind of realized it's everybody's path is different. And exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. because they ended up somewhere doesn't mean that uh, their prior experience specifically, you know, was the way to get there. So yeah, I'm happy you said that. So maybe, maybe we can, we can wrap things up on like, uh, you know, your, your best advice for somebody who's pursuing either a directing role or storyboard role, or just something that they want to do and have fun with in their life.
1: Um, (laughs) Right after you said that, having like a big thing for me is like, it it takes work,
0: you know? And I think
1: like, like all of those things are, are um, super cheesy, but I I feel like you you can have dreams. uh, But as soon as you start stepping towards, um, hold on, I mumbled there. Like if, if, once you start like moving towards your dreams, they become goals. You know, and mm. sometimes it's not like it's not like a direct one to one. But you know, sometimes you make a stop in in a, in a different career and you circle back because you're like, you know what, that that was the thing I wanted to do. But like um, com- like that we talk about passion and stuff like that. I, I think those those that's like the the passion is like the the gasoline in your ship. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was gonna say gasoline in your car. You know, it's the fuel that drives you, right? And 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 you have to, you know, uh work to do it. You know, like you you uh, and and um, if you just keep working towards it, you can. And that's sounds all like crazy after school special stuff, like a like a PSA. But but I really like you, you know if you're if you're an animation guy and you want to be a director and you're like, oh man, this is this you know, this Matthias guy is another board artist who became a director. Like, it seems like I have to transition out of animation and become a mm-hmm. storyboard artist if I ever want to yeah. make it. That's not true. But I mean, may- maybe, maybe, you know, that you're an awesome animator instead of feeling like, Hey, I'm never going to do it unless it like, like pick up a storyboarding book, you know, practice yeah, yeah. storyboarding, you know, like it, it's, it's a, uh, you sort of like uh, think of it as like working out, like, you know, like you, there's those guys at the gym who have like massive chests and their legs are super skinny because they only really focus on one spot, but then there's other people who are more, more well-rounded. Um, and 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 it's sort of like exposing yourself to, to other things that sort of like will, will better position you for that ultimate goal, you know? Yeah, but, totally. but it's like, instead of getting discouraged, it's like having that passion to keep pushing you forward.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I like that a lot. And uh, you don't know what you don't know until you, till you know, I guess. <laughs> um, is there anything if, else you if, wanted to share? Um,
1: no, no, I, no. Mean, I don't know. I really enjoy. Uh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed this talk. I felt like it it, it was a uh, very freeform and went everywhere. Um, yeah. But if there was anything that I sort of missed, I'm happy to follow up
0: with another call or, <laughs> sure. or, or, or um, podcast part two. Well, no, thank you yeah, so much yeah, for 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 coming on the chat and answering to some of my uh vague questions (laughs) um yeah i had a good chat and um if you're listening and you'd like to follow Mateus uh or get in touch with him or see his work or whatever uh you can find him on instagram and twitter at at mr horhager and i'll include the links to those in the description of this podcast and that's all for now so thank you so much for listening okay bye